Did you know that the Sega Saturn was the first gaming console to ship with internal memory? Players could save about 5 to 6 games on the system's RAM, all 32 kilobytes of it. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number 61. My name is Gareth Briney, I'm going to be your host and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Very good. Very good. Yeah. And on my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hi, guys. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, we are good. We're kind of good because um, keen fans of the podcast might notice there wasn't one last week. We recorded one last week, but my laptop died in the last five minutes, and that podcast has been lost forever. It's, it's somewhere on my broken laptop that I can't obviously switch on again. It was a good one, wasn't it, James? We had me, you and William. It was possibly the most memorable podcast that you'll never hear. <laughs> it's all downhill after that one. <laughs> You're never going to hear yeah. the thoughts and the revelations. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, apologies for that. And another apology, because today we were going to do the Xbox Hubs um, game of the year, which is um, from all the reviewers and all the people who contribute to the site their games of the year for the best 10 games and the best 10 indie games. But that list isn't ready yet, and it will be ready next week before the year's out. So we had to quickly we had to quickly think what we're going to do a day ago. So we've actually put together, between the three of us, our, it's almost like alternative awards. Put, put together is a strong word. Strong <laughs> together. It's like on, on the back of sure. On the back of a cigarette packet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to go through a kind of list, because there's no news or much happening, and so we're going to go through a, a list of um, alternative awards, let's call it that. You're going to know as we go. We're going to go through this whole list, and we're going to chat about the year. Um, just before we came on air, you two, I saw this quote from Paste Magazine, and I'm not slagging off Paste Magazine, but they said, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is the game of the year in the same way that Hitler was Time's Man of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do they know who Hitler is? Maybe they do understand the concept. Yeah, I think the cyberpunk stuff has been a bit extreme, and maybe that sums up twenty twenty. This is what I'm thinking. You know, it's. I think that's what the the, the pointing the finger at more right? the, the state of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, more than right. anything else. Um, Quick break. <laughs> yeah, it's worked <laughs> on me. Uh, now, what do you think, just before we go into our little list, do, do, for game one, I mean, we know 2020 has been an apocalyptic, horrible year for, you know, mm. what's happening thing. But game-wise, do you think it's been a good year for games, just generally? Mm. Can I go first? Yeah, you can. Um, no. <laughs> well, I only realised that about half an hour ago when I was figuring out what are my favourite games this year? And it's the equivalent of choosing my favourite colour of beige. There's so many games that just don't stand out. There's nothing that stood out for me this year. And it's kind of... Even the big games, they haven't really hit the mark, have they? As they could have. Most of them. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been a pretty average year for games. Richard, what about you? Would you, you share the same thoughts? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think there's been plenty of seven or eights out mm. of ten, but there's not been anything that's been really stellar that, that I've played. There's still a few from this year that I've not, not had chance to play yet. Um, but I, I think it is impressive that when we were doing the podcast back in March and April, when all this 
post-COVID stuff sort of kicked off in in the UK, we were saying that it's going to have a massive knock-on effect for for games for the next 12 to 18 months. But in reality, there's not been... I mean, there obviously has been delays, but not to the extent that we, we anticipated at the, at the start of it all. And I think t- teams and development teams have, have, have really managed to work together in this difficult circumstance, as has everyone else in, in any other job, really. Mm. Yeah, I think I've been I think, impressed by it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think we're going to see the effects of more TV and movies coming into 2021 because there'll be a little, there might be, a, there's going to be a gap. Yeah. In things. I mean, in saying that, you have got all the movies that have been delayed for the whole year. So they're all going to be in 2021 from April onwards in the movie, you know. Black Widow, all those big Marvel movies will yet to come, haven't they? So maybe they won't. Maybe they've worked it out. But there might be a TV little gap. But game-wise, you're right. I think they've probably started working. They were to work from home, working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, Plenty of quantity. Plenty yeah. of games. Yeah. Just nothing majorly exciting. Well, I think when we had to do our Xbox Hub, game of the year we were of course just looking at xbox games weren't we so and i think that was the hardest bit is going through the xbox games on their own looking through and going ah there isn't that many things here because most of the xbox games the only exclusive was ori really wasn't it unless i made i've i've seen the 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 list because i'm writing up the 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 article, which is probably why it's it's been delayed. But oh, the, you, the top two, yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> the top two games are both Xbox exclusive, right? Okay. Without um, going into too much detail, but there hasn't been that. There wasn't that many compared to the other side for two PlayStation, which had some, no. which had a pretty strong last year, as we'll talk about mm-hmm. later on. So, um, so there are in that there's some pretty strong contenders in that on the PlayStation side, I think, for, you know, those big games. But you're right, I think there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. And indie-wise as well. You know, there wasn't that. It was a good year for indie, but not not amazing. Um, Like it has been. But there's always that weird thing, isn't it, between consoles and I think, I think next year it's going to be all right. We're going to get some surprises. Right, should we we kick off for the first category? I thought that was it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so this one, this category, is the strangest game of the year. We've got one each. Um, I'm going to start with James. What's your What's your strangest game of the year? Well, it's quite an easy one. And it's Mr. Massage's Mayor Edition. Um, I know it quite well, so I watched you playing it mm-hmm. for a few hours. But it's a it's a mixture of a game. It's like half and half. So one half of it is a dating sim, and the other half is a clicker. And essentially, you're either clicking or a jar of mayonnaise, or dating a jar of mayonnaise. But, I mean, that isn't even probably the strangest part of it, is it? A cow that you can date. Um, a wolf girl. Werewolf. And, yeah. 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 And even weird is watching you chatting them up, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for everyone, I did a Let's Play for this, uh, Mr. Massage. And I think I might. Did I review it? Maybe I did. No, no um, one asked you to. No. You've already did. No. <laughs> and when you first start, you, you get to a series of dates. And when you do the first one, you're just you're just sort of dating a kind of like a girl, aren't you? And it just felt so I thought, what is this? This is gonna be really creepy and weird. And it's quite an ordinary one, first of all. And it's something something slightly off. And then the next one's like a werewolf, then it's a cow who's sort of in lipstick and go, Why what's wrong with me in lipstick? And then there's a can of mayonnaise, then it's a I think at one point it's isn't it like a poster? I mean, anime girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It, it, it was quite. It's a fun. It's. It is a. It, it, I did find it very funny. It's, um, a, it's a humorous take yeah. on Tinder. It is a very humorous take. You can um, swipe who you want to see. But I've seen some weird things. That is definitely the strangest one. I think I've that's a. I think that's a good shout, Mister Massage. Yeah. 
Well done. Richard, what have you got? Um, I was I was in two minds for this one. I was going to go for what the golf that I played oh, yeah. on the, the Nintendo Switch. Um, but rather than it being strange, it's, it's, if we had a category for funniest game of the year, that would win it hands down. Um, but then I went for an indie game that I played at the start of the year, and I think I reviewed it, called Stone, which I may have mentioned before on the podcast. Um, it's like a stoner noir film similar oh, yeah. to the big lebowski and inherent vice where you play as a, a detective but detectives are koala bear that's right <laughs> um who wakes up he's just like drinking obviously all the time has these weird subliminal dreams and then is able to to almost solve solve the case of his missing partner from these dreams and you, and then you need to travel around these um these areas sort of piecing together what's happened but there's also like a, a cinema in in the game and you can watch um the original night of the living dead the full film in this in I this game that. did you say that before that's amazing i don't know if i did there's a, there's three or four there's like a which is the um do you remember the, the really old? Is it like a French film where there's a guy that's that's got his face painted up like the moon? Oh, yes, the, uh, I'm no, sure that's yeah. in there as well. Wow! And uh, the original Night of the Living Dead's in there. Oh, that's amazing! You can just watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's all, I think there's a little thing in there where you've got like your koala ears, which are popping up from the bottom of the screen. But other than that, the, the full film's in there. Yeah. Wow! Wow! I like that. Checking that out. That's good. And what did you give it, Richard? Can you remember? Um, I think I gave it three stars. Okay. It wasn't. This certainly wasn't the best game, but it was the first, It was very short as well. But for two to three hours, it was good enough. Mm. Yeah. Good. Um, now my my entry into the strangest game of the year is I've only given I've given four three five star reviews this year, and one was. Valhalla, Assassin's Creed. One was The Last Campfire. And this is my first one. It came out in January. And this is a game called Kentucky Route Zero and TV edition for the consoles. And this is a game that came onto PC about seven years ago, episode one. And they were sort of releasing an episode every year. And sometimes I think it was a gap of two years. And this collection is everything. I think uh, I think the last episode came out on the PC at the same time as it did on the console, so they did it as one as one one go. And it's a point and click adventure, um, and it's so hard to describe. It's like Kentucky Route Zero is it's almost like this haunted, strange highway that doesn't exist in time and space. Um, that you travel on and all the rules are different individuals are strange there's a kind of like a ghostly um, alien kind of like fbi agency um it, animals talk it's 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 this kind of journey that you follow one character in the first two episodes and then he disappears completely and you're you're, you're following another group of people the you, at one point you're in a nightclub and you listen to a whole set there's a beautiful moment, it's a nightclub, you're watching this kind of two musicians play and as they do the song, the, the roof of the club comes open and <laughs> the whole stars, it's just, it's kind of beautiful. It's almost like performance art in a game and I think it's made by two artists who are, yeah, who are two artists and and then they made this, this game with, of course, the developers. And you've got five chapters of the main story and then you've got these little things called interludes which are before before each chapter and the interludes are kind of linked but they kind of work on their little 20 minute things and one of the interludes you're just walking around an art gallery looking at the pieces and commenting on them another one you're you're in a play in a theater show and you're sort of like having to deliver lines or walk off at a certain point there's another one when you're in a tv studio trying to put on a kind of like a local cable tv studio in a storm trying to put on this kind of like conversational pieces it's such an unusual, unique game. It, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And it, obviously it's been reviewed, you know, over the years on PC amazingly. It's just one of those games that if you get a chance and it's cheap and you think you can afford it, 
get it because it's worth the experience. I, I loved it. I thought it's brilliant. Mm. You two played it? No, um, but I did want to check it out. Yeah. I was tempted. I don't even want a trip to KFC. So that's our first ca- that's our first category. So we've got Kentucky Route Zero, Mr. Massagi, and Stone. We can't decide a winner out of those three. They're all winners, aren't they? Each in, each in their own mm, unique way. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, everyone everyone can judge and let yes. us know. Exactly. Brilliant. Um, right, next category um, is the best gaming moment of the year. And this is all personal. This is, these are our personal gaming moments that mean something to us. Uh, James, what was yours? Come back to me. We'll oh. <laughs> okay, right. Let's go to Richard first, and I'll go next, and then you'll finish with you. Yeah. Um, I am, it's, it's a game I'm going to mention again later on, mm. so I won't go into too much detail, but I really enjoyed the... Um, the ending to Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm not sure how much I can really say because it, it does go in very deep into spoiler territory. And it only right. came out at the end of March. Yeah, I don't think we can probably say it yet. No. Um, but can, but I yeah, ask, was... can I ask you some questions towards it? And you might yeah, do you, did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it, yeah. 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 I thought it was a brilliant game. I loved that game. I thought it was really good. Um, it, was it a completely different ending in the first edition the first game that came out in 97 yes um i don't know what to say without without spoiling it now right it's hard isn't it it's yeah hard to it, say it, it was was a very very good ending a happy ending um, uh no i wouldn't well yeah, because if well, if anyone's, I suppose if anyone's played the the original, which I can't spoil because, like I said, they came out in '97. Yeah, the the whole premise of the remake is the first four hours of the original. So at the end of the remake, it's not really a spoiler to say that they get out of the sea. In mid- oh. um, but it's 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 how they do it, which I think. Came as, as as a surprise to someone that played the original, um, right. and sort of made it a lot more worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's fair to say, isn't it? This is not a spoiling thing. It it because you, you get to a point in Final Fantasy, it's only a, what it's a third of the way through the first game, is it? No, not even that. I wouldn't no. say. And so, your expectations of what would happen in the next couple of thirds, say, or the next couple of three quarters, anything can happen now. They can change anything, can't they? Is that fair to say? Is that spoiling anything? Yeah. No, no, no. That's, yeah. I know what you mean now. I thought you meant the original. Yeah, so something yeah. something happens in, in the remake and you're like, this this wasn't expected. Yeah. And you sort of, then you're like, all oh, right, so we're, we're going to be completely different, basically. Yes, and that's that was quite. I found that really exciting as well because I couldn't really remember the first one a long time ago, um, and it was all surprised. But and then I did remember certain things, you know, that big events that were going to happen, and I thought, oh, they they can change everything now. Yes, yeah, yeah, it. and that's really exciting. And you excited yeah, about I think they had a, a, an exclusive on the PlayStation, but it was only lasting for a year. Ah, okay. So I'm expecting yeah, this one. April it's, time to come to Xbox, yeah. It's brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. There was bits in it that are baggy, um, but it's generally brilliant, I think. Don't you, Richard? Well, yeah, we're going to mention it later on. Okay, I really liked it. I'm a simple man with simple tastes, as we find out later on. Let's go to me. Um, best game of the year. Now, I've got a game that came out in 2019, the end of 2019. Um, but I only started. Say it again. You can't have it. I can't. But I only bought it in February of 2020, and it's Death Stranding. So the reason this is my game of the year because it's the first game I really played when lockdown started. And I thought, I'm going to do Death Stranding. 
And it was something kind of amazing about playing Death Stranding, which I loved, by the way. It's a, I found it an amazing game. Um, but it's a game where you're basically on your own walking through wilderness. So it's like, I couldn't go out the house, but I could go out into these beautiful landscapes in an apocalyptic <laughs> world and deliver post. And uh, there was something really lovely about that. Something really kind of therapeutic about that in the first lockdown. And I, and I yeah, it was a real. When I think of lockdown now, I think of that game more than any other game. That was my moment of the year. Have you played it, you two? I know James hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. Um, and I, I get what you mean. It was almost like cathartic to just turn it on for an hour or so and, and deliver a few packages. Mm. So you weren't progressing the story. It was just nice. Not 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 nice necessarily because there was plenty of things out there that wanted to kill you. But yeah, it it felt quite passive at the same time. If you yeah. were going on, if you could do a run without anyone, without having to go into like a stealth mode, it was quite a passive game to enjoy. I mean, that was the thing I hated was about the game was with the things that were trying to kill you. I did yeah. not. I've been really happy just to deliver post. <laughs> And try to get over these ways of delivering posts through this rugged landscape. I would be more than happy with that. But there's these things called, what are they called? OBs? DBs? I can't remember what they're called. Oh, I can't remember oh, now. BBs? BBs. That's the baby. These sort of shadowy, liquid things that come and kill you. But it's a great game. It's a really good you game. You use that game to train actual postmen. <laughs> and, and Hermes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have done that with the PlayStation 5 launch. <laughs> yeah um okay um james building up to your gaming moment of the year what was it i know i'm going to set the scene for you all right it's 14 seconds on the track rock he run down the team morale is at an old time now we kick off the ball goes up in the air i've had enough and these idiots so I drive towards the after goal, away from the ball, and then the ball comes near me. It's Rocket League. Um, <laughs> the ball floats over my head. I do a little reverse. I jump in the air, backflip. It leaps into the air. The shot clock is on zero. The ball is still in the air. It crosses the line. It's 2 2. And we draw the game. <laughs> and the overtime we lose. It's oh, a great goal. I can't no, believe I can't. discounting Gareth for doing a game that came out in 2019. <laughs> and your game is from Rocket League. Your game came out on the Xbox 360. <laughs> it was a goal that created this year. And we live in my heart forever. <laughs> I love the fact that you drew and then lost an extra time. I've only got the trick of the goal. I didn't right. save the, uh, the extra time. No. No one needs to know about that. No. Apart from me. Apart from us, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Rocket League. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's, it's devastating. That is my moment in the year. <laughs> it's devastating. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that better than uh, PUBG at the weekend? Because I would, I would it, disagree. It is, it is. We're only just because wow. we, we've got some new information. Yeah, about PUBG. We're not going to say we that. Won't say it. No, it's no. for Richard. Cry. Yeah. Um, right. Let's move on to the next one. Um, this is the best Xbox Series X or PS5 moment. You know, you know, it's the moment that you thought, oh, the new consoles are here. We're going to have one read. I think I'm going to start with you two. I can see the list. Richard, let's start, let's start with you. So this is the moment that we went, wow, we're into a new era. What was it, Richard? It was the improved load times on existing Xbox One games. Wow. <laughs> I've not played... Well, I started Valhalla at the weekend. Um, mm. and, and for me, that's the best-looking game on the Series X at the moment, hands yeah. down. Um, but just in terms of playing existing games, moving from the Xbox One to the Series X, like Forza Horizon 4 is just so quick now. It's so my character, my avatar in 
Forza Horizon 4 does the, the hotline bling dance on the loading screens, but <laughs> I, I barely get a chance to see it now. I'm just straight, straight in and out of events. It's it's very impressive. Um, what else have I tried? I can't think of anything else now. Well, we were talking about it with FIFA because we're obviously big FIFA fans, mm-hmm. me, me and James as well, as well as Richard. And uh, we were laughing. And when, you, when you first started playing it, you just couldn't, you didn't have a chance to see the team, the other team, who the other team was. <laughs> it just had gone yeah. and you were playing. I think um, we need to rethink uh, loading screens because, for, especially for Yakuza, um, it'll give like st- story beats or hints and tips right. on the loading screen. But you don't get a chance to read them now. You're in, aren't you? It could be optional. You can turn it on or off. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Optional learning screens. Yeah. It, it is a kind of amazing thing how you get used to it, don't you? And you think, mm. I can't, I can't. Imagine going, I couldn't go back now. Have you been back, no. you two? Yeah, it's archaic, almost. Right. And, and what about quick resume? Has that been successful? <laughs> Uh, I've got a few words for it, but they're not <laughs> good, good to air. I shouldn't say them. It doesn't work with multiplayer games so much, does it? No. It's, it's the, um, I mean, I've got Cyberpunk I'm doing, and it, it's great for Cyberpunk. It always seems to quit resume Cyberpunk. It always works. So every time I load Cyberpunk, okay. I'm straight what in. Was it? Cyberpunk. Oh. What did I say? You know what you said. Oh, no, I didn't say the other word. <laughs> cut that out. I won't cut that out. I'm going to leave that in. It's the end of the year. <laughs> you did so well. I did so oh, well. Yeah. So, uh, this is my head. Oh no, uh, cyberpunk. Yeah, um, and it just goes it quick resumes like that instantly. So that's the only time it works. But on I FIFA, I think we know Gareth's search history now. <laughs> that's the next film I'm in. It's one I'm making. Um, <laughs> right. So loading times, thank you, Richard. What about you, James? You got something insightful, some beautiful moment. What have you got? Right. The minute I loaded it up, I thought, yes, an empty hard drive. <laughs> Nothing in storage. A clear out that I had to think about and go, oh, what should I get rid of? There was nothing there. It was pure bliss. And that, but then that's... about an hour later, it was all gone. <laughs> but I enjoyed picking games. I actually want to play and put yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the moment, I'm starting to juggle games on and off again. Um, but yeah, for that first day, yeah, wow. What a moment. <laughs> I kind of know it's what you mean. Year. I kind of know what you mean, because I had a, my hard drive is huge full of games that I hadn't quite finished yet, or I, hadn't, yeah. I still got more to do. So it was quite nice and cathartic to have that empty sheet and now I've only got maybe 10 games on it at the moment and I'm sort of going I have to go I know I have to go and finish that one go back to it so it's quite good yeah but yeah. it's still not a standout moment you two I can't believe it um, I, I'm going to go for mine mine was playing which is which you mentioned Assassin's Creed Valhalla which is I think you're right I think it's the best looking game I think the game starts in uh, Norway and you're in a kind of snowy mountainous area and the, one of the first things I had to do is I kind of climbed up a mountain <laughs> and was going somewhere and as I climbed the mountain and got to the top this kind of music just kicked in this kind of like beautiful soundtrack that I got and this kind of chorus soundtrack and the draw distance and what I could see mm-hmm. was just like oh, I just spent ages up there and I think I think I might have said to you before in the podcast I think it's that going oh my god this is going to get this is just a start of that kind of open world. How, yeah, yeah. What are they going to look like in a year or two years' time? What are they going to explore? Thinking about what we talked about, Death Stranding, because I think that's a really beautiful game. Um, and that was at the end of the console's, the PS4's life. And and then I think with, you know, at the start, and Valhalla's a game that's a cross-generation game as well. I mean, it might look great on the Xbox One and the PS4. It might look the same, but I think it was that, wow, and how crisp it was, and how the um, the frames per second about how your movement it completely different. I think that was my wow moment. Are you finding that, Richard? You enjoying it? Yeah, I know the exact bit you're on about. Um, yeah, and that it was breathtaking when you first climb up to that that um, synchronization point mm. and just get a lay of the land. But even even then, when you just after when you're in the ship 
and the, the water effects and the light mm. shining off it really really impressive and like yeah. you say it's only going to get better from this point so i think it's going to be good next couple of years it's going to be exciting yeah i think so i think so There's kind of you know it's going to be lots of really impressive stuff yeah good that's for that camera i'm gonna uh, we're gonna move on we're doing well it's half an hour in not covering it yet not covering anything um <laughs> best multiplayer game of the year mm. it's a hard one this isn't it let's start with james what have you got james oh i don't want to steal yours no steal mine you can i might change mine i think it is girl with your friends explain what the, the game team. is it's golf with your friends <laughs> <laughs> but it's a mini golf it's a crazy golf game isn't it, it? it it's silly golf and it's by team 17 right so all the courses are very bizarre and um, you might be in a haunted house or a worm's world i think there's even a uh, escapist thing mm. golf course and and all the holes so brilliantly designed to be difficult and different. I mean, I don't think one hole is similar to another. And it's at least 10, 10 courses, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. And with a few mates, especially with the collisions turned on, it's so much fun blocking each other's balls out. <laughs> All right. We've already had a sort of moment of, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it was one of the sleeper hits because we didn't really expect much, really, when it came out. Mm. It was, I think it's in Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah. it's a winner. Get a couple of mates. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And um, re- in the custom customization, you know, it's a nice little fun. Duck hats for the ball. You can get a bit of glitter. It's it's just fun. Yeah. It's silly. Um, and quite addictive. You try yeah. to get those hauling runs. I mean, it does get really hard, doesn't it? Towards the end of mm. the, the sort of like the, the last nine holes are like mad and really inventive. You, how the crazy when your ball gets a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> or you bouncing in the water. Yeah. Good shout. Galfer's friends. That's good. Uh, yeah, sorry, James. Come on, know what you're going to say. I was going to say, that was almost one of my favourite moments as well. When I think you were 14 shots ahead in one game with me and Neil. Hmm. And you blew it in two holes. Yes, I did, yes. Good times. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, no Richard, what's, what's yours? <laughs> um... Mine was, I was going to put golf with your friends, but I went for Fall Guys instead. Yes, I forgot about Fall Guys. Yes. Um, I'm still yet to win a game on Fall Guys. <laughs> and, okay. it's, and it's probably the one game I swear at most if I do play it, but it is, it is a lot of fun. Despite it, my, my rage and I, I, I enjoy playing it a lot. And it's a game on the PlayStation. And uh, explain what it is in case no one's ever heard of it. I'm sure they are. On PS4 and PC, it's it's essentially a a battle royale, but uh, done in the style of It's a Knockout or Takeshi's Castle. Uh, So there's 60 60 of you starts a game, and you'll have to, there'll be like race events where you have to do obstacle courses, there'll be team events where you need to roll a ball to, to a goal as fast as possible or, or collect as many eggs. It's just very, very silly games, uh, really cartoony graphics, really bright. Um, and, yeah, a lot of fun. But also, at the same time, nerve shredding. If you manage to get to the final round, where there's about eight or ten of you left, then um, there might be... A, the final round could either be an obstacle course or it could be um, a rotating... Uh, bollard thing, yeah, rotating pole, and that you need to jump over while stucking under another one at the same time, and um, it really gets you your heart pumping if you manage to get to the final round. And it's again, it's a game that came from nowhere, isn't it? It came onto uh, PlayStation free games a monthly, yeah. Thing, didn't it? yeah. I think it got announced last year or something like that. 
Um, and then it went really quiet, and it just sort of said, oh, we're going to launch straight into PlayStation Plus. Um, yeah, and probably the most the game I've played most on PS4 this year. Um, now, I've not played it in a party. I've only played it on my own, because we all sort of play on Xbox rather than yeah, okay. on PlayStation. So have you played it with a party, Richard? Once. And then I think they might have all muted me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've become a different person with that game. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay, we have to play it. We have to play it. Wow. Morning, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, my word. Um, I think it's quite good. A lot of people I know who've played it at the party say so it's quite good because actually you don't mind dying so much because you start rooting for your teammates. You really yeah, are you can then watch them afterwards. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been lots of great sort of like Among Us. Um, we've had people talk about that on the podcast. We've played that. Yeah. Have you played it, Richard James? Uh, I um, no, I'm holding out for Game Pass next year now. Edgar talked about it, didn't he? I tried to play it on mobile. Right, it's hard work on mobile. Um, <laughs> but the game itself, the concept, is brilliant with a few people. Yeah, because everyone gets suspicious of everyone, and you, you start to. Accused everyone, everyone turns into a great liar. It's basically it's great for actors. Actors <laughs> would love it. You try it. Okay, good. Yeah, sure. um, I, I'm trying to think of games. I'm struggling. I have golfers friends as well, but I have played a few co-op games that I've really enjoyed. Like local co-op. There's one called, I've forgotten the name of it, Mork. Mork I've just done recently with my partner. Okay. That's it. Which is a two-player kind of co-op game that you're trying to both work at trying to push a ball of light through a kind of like adventure world and I really enjoyed that um, we've reviewed a couple of good cult games that have done one on the site that I can't remember any of the name of but I might have to go for FIFA still I'm still playing it online with friends it still works there's less people playing it um, I did um, Man of Medan a couple of times online mm. Which is good fun. There's multiplayer as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, let's go. Done that because I scream. I think you two have got the winners there. Um, right. Next one. Best game performer of the year. So best game performance of the year. I can go uh, first. James, who have you got? No one. <laughs> no one. Unbelievable. I, literally, I can't think of a single person that's like voice acted or. Anything in the game that I've gone wow, that's amazing. Who is that? I've not had that since Batman the Telltale series. You're joking. When that guy did Joker, Anthony in Gruber, he was fantastic. Um, wow. No, not this year. Nothing at all. What's been your favourite game this year? Just gonna because I can't tell you that. Oh no, gonna spoil it, aren't we? Oh, it must be somewhere. That's sad, James. Could have said anyone. Is it sad or is it a sad indictment <laughs> of the world we live in? <laughs> uh, Richard, let's go to you. Let's leave James in the corner. I have a thing. Have have a thing. Thing. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, mine this year was uh, a guy called Greg Chun, who did the voice of uh, Yu Nanba in Yakuza. So was it last year or the year before, he, he voiced the main character of um, Judgment, which is a Yakuza spin-off, and he did a really good job with that. So he got inv- I guess he got invited back for the, the English voiceover for Like a Dragon. And I don't think he does the, the motion cap. I imagine that's all done in Japan, but but the the, the work that he, he the voice work that he does is is exceptional because uh, I'm not yet I've not yet finished Like a Dragon. But there's a part, um, supposedly about half halfway through the game, where the, this character Nanba um, has a really, really big character arc midway through the game, um, and then the preceding few, couple of chapters are all pretty much centered on him. And uh, it's a really personal story for for this character, and you and you you begin to learn a lot more about him that that you didn't know at, at the start. And uh, I just think this, this the voice work by Greg Chun was was really good. I felt mm. really connected to this story, um, and it's, it just stood out for me as well. 
Yeah, okay, good. Um, I've got two here. I'm going to do a runners-up first of all, because it's a bit of a smaller one, this one. And I said to you I gave uh, a five-star game to called Last Campfire, which is this little puzzle adventure game that I loved by Hello Games, who did No Man's Sky, which is their indie game. It's such a weird thing. They kind of, they in the, one of the summer showcases, they, they sort of announced the game. But we didn't get a code, did we? We didn't get a press. We got a press release, maybe. But it was like, it just got thrown out there. And it was, there wasn't really much of an announcement. It, I don't think there was much PR behind it. And it came out in August. And I bought it, I think. I bought it and I sort of like, uh, said, oh, I'll do a review for it. And uh, it was, it was a brilliant game. It's really great. Great kind of family, uh, like I said, puzzle adventure. Really lovely story about kind of hope and about, this kind of civilization, but everyone, both of you two will love it. Um, but there was this a performer called Rachel August, who I think is Icelandic, but lives in the UK, and she does the voiceover for it. And she's just a young actress who's just started out. She's probably one of her first jobs. And she she does all the sort of like, it's like someone telling you a story. So she does the voices and stuff with this kind of Icelandic twang. That's brilliant. It's perfect for it. And it's she does an amazing job. It's really, really a really good shout, really sort of makes the game. So that's my first sort of runner-up, good mention to. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, of course, is really predictable. It's it's going to be The Last of Us Part 2, the, the, all the cast, from the smallest kind of villain shouting and getting killed to um, the leads. And I think it's probably the two actresses who play Ellie and Abby, which I've forgotten their names. Um it's such a kind of like, it's a different level of for me. For me, because a lot of people think it's a different level now when you're looking at kind of like small kind of in the motion capture on the facial expressions in that game where, you know, in the olden days, not that long ago, four years ago, if someone acts surprised, they really have to show it. But it could be a sort of small movement of the eyes in this like you have when you watch a film. And that's, what they captured and the direction and how they what they did and the exhausting elements of that journey is amazing for both of them and all, all the cast all the cast um who plays joel as well and um, the famous person video game performer that i've got the name of um they're all amazing kind of like performances and it's yeah they deserve every award and it's really interesting with the last one because hbo are doing the series now um, and that will start filming maybe next year or it started, so we'll probably see that 2022. And I think they're starting from the first one, you know. But I always have this. I had this, I mean, we've got an Uncharted movie coming out soon, haven't we, um, with um, Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's really hard with those. And both, I think, Uncharted and The Last of Us and there's a few other games, they have amazing performances <laughs> already. <laughs> it's not like doing something like, Gems of War, and then let's make a movie out of that when it's a kind of template. <laughs> no, but you could say, but then you've got a template to go, I've got Gems of War as an inspiration. You can go wherever you like. Um, I'm going to make that one day. You are going to make that I'm going to win awards. <laughs> it will win awards. But with this, you've got expectations of what those characters look like because they're actors yeah. playing those things. So it's really hard to, everyone's talking about who to cast for that. And you're just. How can you beat it? And, uh, How can you tough it? Yeah, I think Uncharted is interesting because they've gone for obviously a younger Nathan Drake, haven't they? So mm -hmm. maybe that would do it. Maybe that will help. But this one, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. But it's like you're right. How do you top it when you've experienced that? Mm -hmm. Good. Um, let's talk about worst game performances of the year. Now we're not slagging people off here, but we're saying it's. Oh. <laughs> 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 but it doesn't quite work. Maybe we should call this a sort of like early nineties performance when people used to just go into games and do voiceovers and just chew, you know, literally sound in the box. Go, oh, am I done? Thank you. Um, what have you got first, James? Let's start with you. I went for the um, the Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues game because um, they bigged up the fact. You got the actors from the TV show. So you got William Zabka uh, and Ralph Macchio, who are obviously Daniel and Johnny. 
mm. of my mom. Um, and that was kind of that one of the selling points that we've got the voiceovers. It's going to be amazing storytelling. Come and see this. And then you listen to it, and within the first 10 seconds, you realize if I filmed it, I recorded it, should I say, on the phones, in the lunch break, <laughs> under duress. <laughs> do they... gone, please, please do this for us. Just quit me. Do we run, run line? That's all we need. Do they sound bored? They do. Oh, wow. And I was playing it. Wow. So it kind of worked. The boring game. Wow. Um, I I think it's going to be really interesting with it because I said it's about I think that's what I said about nineties nineties summer performances. It was yeah. no, they had no context of what the thing was. Maybe they had had a kind of a, a sort of picture of it, and then yeah. they would just have to do these. They had no concept, just reading lines, and they think a lot of actors as well think games are games. They used to, not now. They used to think of experiences, and when you think of something like where games are done now, the high end. One day I'll do this interview because of COVID, we couldn't with an actor friend of mine who's done lots of big games like Assassin's Creed and uh, Rise and stuff. And we we were going to do a little interview with the podcast with him to talk about that experience of doing that. When when people make stuff like The Last of Us and stuff, you're you're not you're it's it's like you're making a film. It's like you're you're in the you're in the picture. Yeah. People talk to you about that character, what that character is, what that character does. It's 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 much more involved, which helps them, I think. But they should know these characters inside out. But it sounds like they would just go say this line. Even the kids. <laughs> I think they got um what's the main kid called? Off around. Um but even the kids in the T V show, they don't come across with any enthusiasm. It's like they don't want to be there, which is a shame. Yeah. Because, you know, it it, it helps with a time. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it helps. helps yeah. the atmosphere and... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was so disappointing. Sorry about that, James. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I'm aware, were you? I will do, yeah. I think uh, you know them all. <laughs> Richard, what's yours? I'll let, I'll let you do yours first. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to go for it. Now, I'm going to let Richard do because we both got a similar one. But my one, and I'm going to be really careful about this because I, in Watch Dogs Legion, um, there's a <laughs> there's a computer AI called Bagley who uh, <laughs> just got on my nerves because he's like, <laughs> when you played the first Assassin's Creed games, it was voiced by a comedian. It was very similar to that, kind of like middle class uh English guy with some quips. But I don't think it's his fault. I think it's the writing. It's like it's an AI or someone a bit knowledgeable that gives you quips and stuff. And Bagley in the Watchdog Legion's whole story is kind of the, the main character really. <laughs> it's just he's just sort of like the main thrust of it. And for me, it didn't quite work. It didn't work as a thing. It was annoying more than anything else. It was I don't know who they're aiming for that game. It felt like it was aimed at teenagers, um, but it had an 18 feel to it. it the tone and the where it's being aimed at, and I think that's probably to do with the writing. Um, but maybe I'm being a bit cruel there. But Richard, let's lead you on to the whole thing. What have you got? Conversely to what you thought, I quite like Bagler. Oh, there you go. But that might be because it appeals to my more puerile side. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I have gone for. Other than Bagley, the, the Watchdogs Legion cast in general, <laughs> the whole cast, and I don't necessarily think this was due to bad performances, but I, I found it really jarring some of the the character models, and some of the voices that were coming out of them. Mm. I just think there was a real mismatch going on there, and as I mentioned previously before, um, not many Northern accents, plenty of plenty yeah. of Irish accents. Uh, I think I had a Scottish one, um, lots of European accents and and, mm. and stuff, but it it just the the accents that I was hearing were were pretty badly done, I thought, and um, not what you would expect when you first see the character to sound like necessarily, even when you're looking at the um, 
the the info of the character. So there was there was one I had. Um, I think he was a security guard, and it mentioned that he was born in in Scarborough, which right. is East Yorkshire, and. The, the accent that then came out of him suggested complete something completely different. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it was necessarily a bad performance, but yeah. they, they didn't match up with what I would anticipate them to sound like. See, my my first eight people I picked were brilliant. I loved them. And actually, what happened with Watch Dogs is I picked the first, I think maybe the first five. And, and there were these kind of like, these five women I picked on my first five. And everyone else after that, I hated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I just always went back. So I, instead of this whole thing of the game when you were like, you play as everyone, you know, go, you can be anyone yeah. plays it. In the end, I just went back to those five. Mm-hmm. Or I went back to just two of them. Because in the game, you lose you you lose them or you they get arrested and you have to, you know, get them out. But I, I would just go, okay, I'll just flip between these, these ones. Um, because you did really, I think you're right. I think it, it, I think the statement, it, they were so bold, the choices, weren't they? It wasn't the acting, I don't think, because I think the actors did a good job. And some of the extra voiceover stuff you hear as you're walking down the street is really good, some of the conversations, and it's yeah. been a lot of work there. But I think it's to do with maybe just the choices, maybe, like you said. I don't think there's enough northern voices. I don't think there's enough. I think, it. Be, I know it's London, but London's a very mad, you know, the dialects are everywhere in London. It was mm-hmm. almost stereotypical voiceovers. Sometimes, yes. yeah, yeah. Over the top, yeah. So that everyone knew around the world what accent it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Or it, or kind of. And yeah. for me, once I had the a construction worker and an Albion guard, they were the only two that I then picked because they could get you into most places undetected. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had to say. Wasn't even to do with the stats or what what uh, equipment they had. It was just how easy was it to get into a location more than anything. I had a South African um, um, lady who was the Albion guard. She was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> she was always getting me in. That's great. And I had this kind of like other lady who was just um, a doctor, but was always in scrubs and would electrocute people with her things. And she was brilliant. She was always getting like, darling. Yeah, she was really kind of upper class, which is really amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I know. That's good. It's a good call. I'm with you on that. Um, let's just move on because we're going to go straight to James to carry on this thing. It's our worst or disappointing game of the year. Uh, I, I hate to kick a dog right down. Yeah, go on. <laughs> You've gone for watch dogs, didn't you? I don't know if it's just unlucky, but my first couple of sessions were so bad performance wise. The ray tracing was iffy as. Heck, um, and the gameplay just wasn't enjoyable. And I don't know why I expected, but it just wasn't exciting. You know, when you start a game and a new console, you really get blown away. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, what is this game? But instead, I thought, oh, yeah, it's Watch Dogs. It'll get better soon. It, it didn't. It really didn't. So I'm going to wait until. I've forgotten about it to try it again. But it's very disappointing. Now, I, see, I liked it. I really liked it. Um, and uh, I, I, I had no problem with save points or um, next-gen yeah, stuff. I um, and I sort of look back at it now, and I, some of the missions are brilliant. Some of the missions are really good. And some <laughs> of the story missions are great. And I really like the concept of it as well. And uh, it's... It's something that didn't quite work for it, though. Is it overall? I think you're. I think you're right. I think it's when you get through a few hours, you you get a little bit hooked into it. But mm. it's very interesting with these kind of open world games compared to sort of maybe Assassins and compared to you know, dare I say, it, Cyberpunk. You know, it it seems like <laughs> the little brother now in the corner <laughs> rather than these kind of like <laughs> grown ups a little bit more yeah. in the open world from. So. Um, Good. Okay, good choice, James. Um, Richard, what's yours? Uh, Conversa to me saying it was it produced the best gaming moment for me of the year. Uh, the rest of Final Fantasy VII Remake, was I found a bit of a slog. Right. Um, so as I mentioned before, it, it takes the first four to five hours of the original and, and spans it out over a 35, 40-hour game. 
and there was a lot a lot of new things added that i appreciated so i got to you got to spend more time with these characters individually um that you'd never had previously especially Aerith, who yeah um so you got to see a lot more of them that that was definitely appreciated but some of the uh the dungeons that you needed to to get through to get to the in between story bits i just felt really bogged it down um and that and the combat i found really good at first and but by the end of it I, i'd lost a lot of interest with it hmm. and and even the end bit when you're in um shin the shinra hq i felt like that that was nearly seven eight hours i think of gameplay Mm. And and I'd, well, that and the preceding fight at the end, it just because I'd, I'd sat down. Oh, yeah, one, yeah, one night. Dawned, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sat down one night and I thought, right, I'm going to finish it tonight because I'm at I'm at Shinra HQ, so I know what's going to happen. And it was two nights starting at eight and finishing at one a.m. to get through it all. Yeah. So I did I did struggle with it a little bit, which is a shame because. Obviously, being a massive fan of the original, I, I think maybe I'd gone into it expecting too much. Having heard that people from people that didn't play the original, they thought it was brilliant. But I think that's because I had I'd put it up on a pedestal, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it, but I think I enjoyed it because I, I haven't got that much hold on the. I was a bit. I was. I, I thought it was going to be okay. And I got it, and actually I got a lot more out of it. But I'm not a massive Final Fantasy fan. Um, but I just I did it over about six months. <laughs> so I get yeah. I wasn't going in it all the time, so maybe that was why I sort of did an hour at a time or two hours. But yeah, good. Um, my one, I'm going to move us very quickly on. But my, I think my one just generally with the Xbox Series X launch lineup <laughs> was a bit disappointed. We didn't oh, have any lack of lineup. Yeah, so we didn't have anything. You know, I think the PS5 had a few. Exclusive like Demon Souls and Spider Man and even their little Astrobot thing. And we had Tetris. We had Tetris. We did have Tetris, but we didn't have a big game. And I think that felt. And I thought the media might be out this year, which is a kind of it's not Xbox exclusive, but it's an Xbox Series X game. But that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to miss out on the TV and film. I'm afraid you too. Let me move us on. I know, gutted because we've got two more uh, categories. And um, we're going to do best game of the year, and we've got I'm two runners. <laughs> we're going to have two runners <laughs> up, and then your final one. So, James, what are your two uh, runner-ups and your final? I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, right, um, it was a tough one. Like I say, nothing's really been amazing. I've never yeah. played a five-star game, um, but third place was Two Point Hospital. Which is a, a kind of modern day reimagining of theme hospital from back in the day. Right. The theme park. Um, but we had a lot of humour. A hell of a lot of humour. Um, it, it's such a huge game. You could get lost in it for hours. Managing the budgets, um, planning where the worlds go, looking after people. With weird diseases, yeah, like a chest infection, which means you turn to clowns, um, or lightheadedness. I got a light bulb for a head. Um, it's very silly. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is my third one because I spent hours on that game, absolutely hours, um, and it works well on top. The controls, okay, there is a nice bonus. Yeah. Um, do you want a second choice? Yeah, please. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, next one Extinction, which is a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, you played a lot of this, didn't you? Yeah, like a Pokemon clone. Um, I don't know how to describe it apart from that. It's a Pokemon clone, but it's better because it's fresher. There's new monsters, new mechanics. And a really interesting story. Mm. Um, so it's, a, it's just the same program. But it's um, 
Oh, I, I mean, I'm just going <laughs> Great adventure. Yeah, you're going out and collecting creatures. Yeah, and and saving the world. Okay. And a right. small child. Okay. None um, of us are going to play this game ever, so it's all right. I know, so not much of the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's your final game of the year? <laughs> um, what's it called? Zombie Army. Zombie oh. Army 4. Because nothing beats shooting Nazis in the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in slow motion. And it's, so. it's a great multiplayer game as well. A couple of mates in, shoot some zombies, have a laugh, kill Hitler. Is that not a good night? Wrong <laughs> 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 yeah, Zombie Army 4 is your game of the year. Yeah, mine's up. That's me, John. Good, right. thank you. Uh, very good. Richard, let's do yours. <laughs> Zombie Army 4. <laughs> My third place was uh, Planet Coaster that launched with the Series X into Game Pass. So it was like one of the first games I tried the new console out with, and it, and it looked absolutely brilliant in 4K. Um, I think I wrote in the review, I likened it to when I first saw Viva Pinata on a, on a HD TV for the first time. I was absolutely blown away by it. <laughs> and it was a similar feeling with this, but it just reminded me a lot of Theme Park World that I, as a, as a kid, I played for hundreds of hundreds of hours on the on the original PlayStation, just building building theme parks and, and then destroying them to build them again, but better. Um even even when I heard the 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 tutorial guy's voice, he was he was a Scottish guy and I can't remember his name, but it's the exact oh, yeah. same voice artist as the one from Theme Park World, and I just thought they've <laughs> they've absolutely nailed this now. And it, 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 yeah, I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be that good when it launched onto Game Pass. It is really good. I played it. I played it's like an hour of it, I think, um, for a Let's Play that never worked. Because some reason went wrong, but yeah, it was um, it was really, I really, I really liked it. I really liked it. I have to yeah. go back. I, I felt it was a lot easier than um, City Skyline to get into mm, as well. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just much more user friendly. They'd spend so much time on um, the control system as well because it'd come from the PC originally. It, it felt really, really simple to use. Yeah, I totally agree. What's the um, next one? My second one is is Yakuza Like a Dragon, which was my most anticipated game of the year. Um, it was very good. I think I was a little bit critical of it in, in my review, just because it was being Yakuza, I was expecting it to be perfect, and it wasn't quite perfect. But it was a new a new city to explore, a new main protagonist. It was all very new whilst being very very Yakuza at the same time. And it was, it's a good jumping point for people that haven't maybe touched the series before to, to sort of give it a try. Mm. Um, and like I say, I've not not yet finished it. I'm on chapter 10, and I think there's 15. But even that's 30, 35 hours that I've put into it so far. <laughs> I'm still, still very much enjoying it. I think they've changed it to being turn-based now. There's parts where you need to do a little bit of grinding that, that isn't meh. Um, something that Yakuza is known for. Right, um, yeah. It's just, just sort of putting that time into it, really. What's the city look like, right? Yes. Yeah, that was impressive in the, on the new consoles. And like I said, it loads in so quick now because it's a, it's a city that's a lot bigger than right. what has been previously. But it's still loads in quick. But my, my, my game of the year is uh, Coffee Talk, which wow. came out at the start of the year. And I think... June, July, it was giving away games with gold. Um, and this is a, a visual novel sort of game set in a in a coffee shop in an alternate Seattle where there's vampires and werewolves and all sorts that come through. And you're, you're the guy that serves them coffee, but you're also like an, an agony ant listening to their problems and trying to help them out where you can. Right. Um, but it was just these... These supernatural characters had very human emotions and very real 
problems that you try and help them through. And I enjoyed that side of it. Um, I thought the writing was really good. Uh, and you, But you also got to, whilst you were serving them coffee, you got to actually make the coffee. So you had like a list of um, drinks that you could make and, and a whole set of ingredients that you needed to sort of memorise and, and know what each person wanted. Because somebody would tell you what they want initially, but then I think as, as the game progressed, you sort of had to memorise what their favourite drink was. But all this was done with um, a really, really good lo-fi chill-out soundtrack that I, I regularly put on Spotify. And um, even even when you do your, like, your Spotify stats at the end of the year, it was one of my most listened to, to albums. Huh. I just think the soundtrack was absolutely brilliant. Um, Great. Yeah, that's my game of the year. Brilliant. Thank you, Richard. Game of the year, Coffee Talk and Zombie Army 4. There were, there were shocks and shocks to the system there. Um, I'm going to really briefly go through them because I've chatted to my, about mine already. Last Campfire is my uh, runner-up. Uh, I've talked about Last Campfire. If you haven't uh, seen it, it's, uh, it's, it's get it. It's 14 quid or maybe it's 12 quid. It's brilliant. Little puzzle adventure game. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a really close runner-up. It's I gave it five stars. It's one of the best Assassin's Creeds to date. Beautiful game. We talked about it a bit before, especially on the Series X. But my game of the year is a PlayStation 4 game. It's The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I was looking forward to this, but nothing could have ever um, brought, got me... I would never expected the game to be like this. And the journey it went on, how long that journey is, and the emotional journey, how it swapped characters, where your allegiance is found... The graphics are amazing. The sound is amazing. All the performance are amazing. It's it's got to be that for me. Boring, I know, but it's an amazing experience. And there we have it. And that's it. We haven't got time for anything else. I think we're going to do our anticipated games for 2021 on the next podcast. That's what we're going to save that I could, for. I could do mine now. Don't do yours now. <laughs> Jesus. Save yours. You can think about it more. James hasn't got anything. Um, but, gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, where, where can we find you Richard where can we find you on Twitter at Dobbo1912 where James where can we find you uh, Twitter and Instagram at OKUKO and you can find me on GB Briley on Twitter and Twitch now thank you for listening this year uh, if you still are um, and <laughs> for being loyal we're going to be back in January 7th for kind of like preview of the year maybe I think that sounds quite good and maybe we can get Rich's thoughts so we can add them in um, and uh, we'll see you have a happy Christmas you two happy new year thank you thank yes you. and you yes yes hope it's alright and a much better year next year thank you everyone <laughs> goodbye bye 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 You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.